Welcome to the Pop Bonsai Hotel Set. Whether it is your first stay with us or your returning patron, we want to welcome you into our conversation. What is it about hotels? They are both communal and isolating, luxurious at times, but also decrepit, a microcosm of culture and class. Over this four-part series, we will be taking a look at the world of transient living through a lens of pop culture. Set down your bags, grab a drink in the lobby, and enjoy your stay with us in this Pop Bonsai mini-series. How big of a dent do you think Airbnbs are making in the hotel business? Like, how much money are they pulling away from chain hotels? An exact number, please. Uh, well, I don't have my abacus with me, so I can't give you an exact Hey, abacus! <laughs> but... I don't know. I, I, I always see Airbnbs kind of like maybe they'll, they're taking like the higher end cli- you know, clientele from mm-hmm. hotels. But, you know, the typical Joe, I, I just don't see that. Do you prefer Airbnb or do you prefer hotels? If I had my way, I, uh, I'd probably prefer Airbnbs. Airbnbs, huh? Yeah. Like when you go on a vacation, yeah. like uh, it's just a it's just a given that you're like, hey, uh, babe. I'm assuming you call your wife babe. Babe, uh, uh, am I booking the B and B? Are you booking the B and B? In this one, you have yeah. like East Coast that weird East Coast accents. Uh, is that <laughs> is that is that the go to? It's like the B and B is that part of your your travel language? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I would if it's like a family thing, I would much rather stay at an Airbnb. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, show. Well, how about yourself? I, I want to say hotels. I want to say hotels, but I don't know if that's me. Also, I don't know if that's the same part of me. That's oh yeah, a vinyl sounds better. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I don't know if that falls into the same category now. Like oh, you're gonna go book an Airbnb. Cool, that's whatever. Uh, I, I got. I'm gonna stay in this hotel. It's like it's like old old hotel. Uh, Jim Morrison. There's an indie record store. Uh, there's yeah. an indie record store on the corner. I'm gonna go check out. Yeah, yeah. I just feel more comfortable in the hotel. I feel like I'm, I'm more a part of this, the the scene and all. I think they should start. Ooh, you know what they should start doing? Maybe they already do for Airbnbs. They should like smaller companies should buy properties and brand them out. Like, what if we had a we we go in this? Okay, here's. I don't know how much money. I don't know how liquid you are. We should buy a condo and then. Just use it as an Airbnb place and then pop by and zy it out. So that means we have like podcast art on the wall, like photos. You can pretty much get any kind of house decor branded now, like uh, pop on bed bedsheets, uh, a bust of us with headphones on and a microphone. Um, uh, you have uh, constantly feeding through the house, uh, pop bonsai podcast, uh, uh, promotional ma- material, stickers, uh, oh. pop bonsai's uh, top city picks for that city, where to eat pop bonsai style, uh, where to go watch a movie, pop bonsai style. You know, everything is pop bonsai. You're bound to pick up a couple listeners that way. And then we can That's use it cool. as a studio when like families are staying there like 4 p.m. on Fridays. Guess who's coming into your place of residence? Boom, the bonsai boys in your face. <laughs> you got something, man. Mom, I'm scared. Really Shut something. up. Pop. <laughs> Welcome to the Pop Bonsai Podcast. Bonsai!
J, part four. Uno, dos, yes. tres, yeah. cuatro. Part cuatro in the a hotel set podcast bonanza. The final mm-hmm. chapter. This is the yeah. one where, this is the one where Spock dies. This is the end. Yeah. It's so like what Jim we, Morrison said. What do we got going on for our, our last and final episode here as we wrap up our uh pop culture uh take of hotels? We've been looking at hotels uh in in through the lens of pop culture, we've we re- watched a movie for rooms. We listened to Hotel Hotel uh, Hotel California by the Eagles. We talked about the the Hyatt House, the Riot House on the Sunset Strip. Uh, we read a uh, hotel uh, graphic novel, a spooky hotel graphic novel last episode. So, what are we doing this week to wind things down, Jay? We are going to be talking about our official bonsai podcast hotel playlist which pile and is available on on spotify on youtube on youtube music and this is music that uh, we've selected that that kind of reminds us of not just hotels but of the topics we've talked about, some of the characters in our stories, the stories themselves. It's just kind of like a, uh, a nice kind of cap to, to put on the, the final, final uh, entry into our, into our um, list. Yeah. We're not set. much, we're not much of musicians. You don't, you don't play any instruments, do you Jay? Except for the skin. No. Flute. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't play any instruments. Well, but I feel like I have a musical mind. I feel like I use music to process things and make sense of the world, right? Uh, we're both mm-hmm. people who like coming up with playlists. You know so much more about the, the music world than I do, and you still go out there and you explore new music and listen to new music and used to write about music for a long time. Um, so it's a, it's a music is a great way to make sense of larger ideas, especially abstract ideas. Take something abstract like, oh, uh, hotels. What do hotels represent? Uh, I don't know why I'm making myself sound stupid in this scenario. <laughs> like, <laughs> who, like, who would talk about hotels for man. so long? <laughs> it's your common uh, man It's voice. my common man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I always find, just like you would make a play you make a playlist for like back in back in the day you make a playlist for a crush you had and that playlist was supposed to encapsulate all your abstract feelings about that person right mm-hmm. uh and so you have a great time making you're like oh i want this song because i feel like this represents this aspect of my crush this represents how i'm feeling over here so that's kind of what we're going to be using these playlists for as we wrap up sets we're we're hoping that the final uh episode of each set can be we create a playlist and use that playlist to kind of as jay said summarize and also maybe fill in some gaps some some holes of some of the things we didn't get to talk about through our larger pieces of media so um If you're tuning in, uh, this playlist is created. There's several ways you can find it. You can go to popbonsai.com and you can click on this episode, Hotel, uh, or you're listening to it right now. You click on the, it's in the show notes, the, the link for the YouTube playlist and the Spotify playlist. If you want, you can go directly to the Spotify app and just type in Pop Bonsai Hotels and that playlist will come up. 
Or you can go to YouTube and top and type in Pop Bonsai Hotel Playlist or something to that effect, and it will pop up. Uh, so there's a couple of ways you can uh, listen to our playlist. Uh, as we go through and introduce these songs, we're going to play a little snippet just kind of through a phone here, so it's not going to be high-definition audio keeping on copyright, bay. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then we're kind of going to talk about these songs. So, Jay, you had the honor of uh, ordering the songs this time. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't we go ahead and jump into it? I'm going to pull up the order here. Oh, you order. Oh, look at you. You're so nice. You put one of my picks up there first. Yes, sir. My picks up there first. <laughs> so I, t- I doff my hat to you. Um, so uh, my pick, the first, the, the, and this is no particular order, but this is the order on the, 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 the set list here, is Ele- Elevator Man boy, by Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. P- uh, probably known for their big hit Weird Science Weird so, Science, Dead Man's Party Dead Man's know. Party, which I like is being one of my favorites Alright, so classic Oingo Boingo sound on this oh, yeah. uh, How do you feel about Oingo Boingo sound, Jay? Okay I... I rarely will just be like, you know what I feel like playing? Oingo Boingo. However, <laughs> I I do respect Danny Elfman quite a bit as a musician. And I respect Oingo Boingo as a band. I think they are A, very underrated and often overlooked. Mm-hmm. And B, I love their sound because it's it's fun and it's unpretentious. And... Um, I think if you listen to, especially like the lyrics, he's a very clever lyricist. Mm-hmm. And again, it it doesn't sound pretentious. It's not David Byrne, you know. He he has his own style, and I think for, he, he they deserve a lot of respect. Yeah, I think that I, I agree with you on all those things. Especially, it's a very unique sound. Uh, Danny Elfman is a uh, very talented musician across multiple genres and how he makes music work with things, especially imagery and stuff like that. Um, but it is a very specific sound. And then also because it was very specific during, during a certain time and the use of synthesizers and a lot of electric instruments, it does feel very eighties. Gr- it does feel very yeah. grounded in the eighties. Um, so you obviously why we hear Oingo Boingo at a lot of 80s parties. Um, but this one, this track is called Elevator Man. Now, the elevators or hotels are an aspect of a hotel that we haven't got to talk much about in this, right. in this set. So I wanted to put this song on there. One, it's a great song. I love Oingo. I'm not like a, oh, Oingo Boingo is always playing. Uh, but it's a great <laughs> cleaning the house uh, band. Oh, yeah. Because it's got that kind of jaunting around, you're kind of mopping, you're throwing laundry in the dryer, you're doing some dishes, it's jaunty, It's you could sing along to it, it's fun. And the elevator man in in here is uh, playing uh, homage to uh, a thing from the past that you don't see often much in hotels, and that is the elevator man. 
The person who would be in the elevator, what floor are you going to, sir? And they would push your button for you. They kind of help and t- help you take your bags on and off the elevator, uh, possibly give you some casual conversation or some advice about the city that you were in. Hey, where do I get go for a good hot dog around here? Hey, where's the nearest cab stand? Those type of things were the elevator man. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, yeah, because- in, in this song, it's being used as a metaphor. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but uh, yeah, they kind of went the same way as uh, bathroom attendants, you know. Right. Like you I find elevator room. men less annoying than bathroom attendants because you don't you don't have to tip an elevator man. Right. Right. There's no shame in this game, right? An elevator man isn't going to look at you weird if you're like, "Hey, I'm not going to wash my hands because I don't want you to hand me the towel because I don't have cash on me." But if I don't wash my hands, then you're going to judge me. <laughs> and then the person who's coming up behind me and not washing me wash my hands because I don't want to pay the attendant. I know when I leave, he's going to turn around and be like, cheap bastard. And we all know what's going on there. I know that shit. They're going to talk shit about me because I've talked shit about people who have done that same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll be judged harshly. In this song, Elevator Man, uh, one of the things that that stand out to me that I think applies to some of the things we've talked about at hotels is, let me find my lyric here. Um, uh, Okay. Um, Who's going down? Who's coming with me? Who wants to take a chance on a piece of abstract reality? Abstract Mm. reality, man. That's what we've been talking a lot about in these hotel sets whether it be four rooms or uh, uh hotel california or uh hotel the comic book we read all oh, have yeah. this idea of abstract reality that it it feels real it is a real place but it it, it feels very ab everything nothing in there feels like the real world everything feels like some sort of weird portal in there and i thought that lyric in there really kind of dovetailed nicely into a lot of our talk about um hotels yeah that's really interesting i I didn't pick up that lyric but i definitely can see that even in four rooms you know uh like with with the first uh i think it was the yeah the first uh, uh little set the first part of it with the witches and we talked about how weird it was that you know everything was normal until something really bizarre happened so he really you know one of the the girls breathes fire you know and and you know it it's reality until it isn't yeah (laughs) yeah it's kind of like that very vegas hotel all right here is the uh second song i'll let you introduce it as we're kind of playing a little snippet of it here Okay, so yeah, the second song is uh, The Smiths, As I'm Miserable Now. Um, and it was released as a single in May of 1984. And you can find this song on most Smiths compilation. Um, and yeah, and, and I can, uh, I, I, I hear this and I hear an ode to uh, Ted the Bellhop. Um, okay. You know, you know, I put that in, uh, especially the, uh, the lyric, uh, why do I give valuable time to people who don't care if I live or I die? Uh, I mean, I think those sentiments echoes in the heads of pretty much every 
uh, a service industry employee mm-hmm. at one time or another. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially when it comes to that hotel. I mean, everyone is there working for your pleasure and leisure. And, uh, but the idea, I guess, goes back to the idea of the reality is that we don't want to acknowledge that reality, that uh, there are people who have to clean up that candy bar that you let melt on the hotel table, uh, that mm-hmm. there are people who have to take y- y- your the towels that you uh, got your poo stains on because you ate some weird crab stuff last night and were shitting your brains out. Uh, or you're at the, the, be- the G.G. Allen show. Yeah, you know, the and- bellhop who comes up to give you your uh, uh, order and you're like, oh, I actually asked for uh, curly fries. And they're like, dude, I just came all the way from the first floor. Just eat the freaking regular fries. <laughs> um, yeah, which we did see in four rooms, uh, be- um, the bellhop having to deal with that stuff, Ted. Mm, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So what do you, are you a Smiths fan? Uh, I, I, the, I had one period of my life where I got into the Smiths and that was college. Uh, I feel like that's an appropriate time to get into the Smiths. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I also, uh, it's also maybe the only time someone should get into the Smiths. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like the Smiths. I like the Smiths. I, I think the Smiths, um, I haven't done a deep dive in their in their catalogs. I used to have a Smiths t-shirt I used to wear. Uh, maybe it was a poser because I only probably could name like eight Smiths songs. And um, I've done Smith a couple of times, the Smiths a couple of times at karaoke because they're in that kind of range. You could do pretty easy and have on all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so uh I'm a, I'm a fan. I like their lyrics. Uh they're they're certainly emo, right? Uh but I like this uh also too. The when I when I heard this it made me feel like a, several of the songs on our list. It felt very late night hotel bar lobby drink alone. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, For you've sure. gone you've gone out doing what you had to do, whether it be business or, or pleasure. And you're kind of, you know, traveling. I travel a lot by myself and, 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 uh, this is, it really kind of captures a mood, uh, tonally, instrumentally and vocally the, um, the phrasing and, and the sound really capture that kind of, okay, I guess it's just me at a hotel bar and I'm drinking by myself. There's a woman yeah. who walks by me. She doesn't look at it. You're like that, that kind of emo, kind of feeling sorry for myself, um, feeling that you can get when you're traveling by yourself. Yeah. You know, when you, when you said that, it, it brought to mind some of those scenes in uh, Lost in Translation with, with Bill Murray going in the hotel and just drinking by himself. Well, they know. have that song that the... Um, the lounge singer is singing um, uh, Midnight at the Oasis. Banjo oh, yeah. Camel to <laughs> Shadows burning a picture. It, it has that kind of, it's just this kind of sad lullaby sound um, mm-hmm. uh, of loneliness that, that's still a bit loungy. It's still a little bit lounge, lounge lizard, a lounge lizard um, kind of sound to it. So, uh, a good choice for the the uh, opening of the um, first two tracks. Yeah, likewise, man. All right. Should we move on to number three? Let's do. Taxi's way 
Okay. So, leaving on a jet plane. You could probably find a hundred versions of this song on online. Um, it's also probably in just about any beginning learning how to play guitar book there is. Like, oh, I'm going to learn how to play leaving on a jet plane. Uh, this one is uh, my uh, by the uh, Macaroons Project. Uh, and to tell you the truth, I don't know much about this band or this artist. I knew I wanted Leaving on a Jet Plane, and so I was just kind of mm-hmm. searching through and listening to all the um, uh, versions of it. And, you know, Peter, Paul, and Mel- Mer- uh, Mary, and John Denver, and uh, all these versions. And I thought this one uh, captured what the song means to me uh leaving on a, on a on a jet plane i don't think it's very specific like hey we're in a hotel i think it's probably more of an apartment but i uh for me as traveling so much and staying in so many hotels oftentimes when i'm staying in a hotel it's because i'm visiting someone um and the, our time together will be short whether we're both meeting up in in some weird city in the world or I'm going back home or going to someone's place and staying in a hotel and seeing them for for a few days and the hotel is just kind of like a hub let's drop our bags off and let's go do this thing there always comes uh, uh, very surreal moments to me uh, that can be very emotional are normally you know you're flying out early on one of those days you know you're catching the early flight out so you're waking up at you know, four in the morning because you got to get a taxi and get to the airport in a strange city. You're not really sure. You don't have a car, so you got to make sure you're there two hours early. So there's a lot of getting up at dawn. Um, and so, um, you know, when the dawn is breaking, it's early morning. The taxi's waiting. He's blowing his horn. Already I'm so lonesome I could die. My bags are packed and I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. This The sense of so many times I've... You know, you're in this hotel and you're it's in the morning, you're groggy, you gotta leave, you've had so much fun, but there's this deep sadness in in leaving someone and and having to travel someplace else. And hotels can be these final scenes of goodbyes a lot. I've said a lot of goodbyes Mm -hmm. at hotels. Um and it's always a weird place to do it too, because it's kind of a public yet private place. So you can't be like, oh man, I'm gonna miss you all so much. You know, you kind of have to keep it together and and oftentimes it's just like, hey, hey, are you up, man? Like, I just want to say goodbye. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, man. It's been such a blast. <laughs> hey, I love you, brother. Like, take care, you know, or whatever it is. Uh, uh, or like maybe you're saying goodbye to your sweetheart or something like in this song. But it always, uh, hotels are always kind of places of of coming, uh, but also going, right? You're also yeah. leaving. And I think I find that this this song is a very classic song and it really captures leaving someone in a way that, you know, that's like an airplane and traveling and that I'm leaving you, but I got to go. I got, I got, you know, don't know when I'll be back again. Yeah. Yeah. My life awaits. I, I always think I, sometimes I'm sad about leaving that way of life. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like, like if you go somewhere that's totally different from where you're at, like, you know, I'm in Arizona and, you know, if I go to Florida or Louisiana or something and I'm like, gosh, now I got to go back to the heat, back yeah. to the same old assholes I deal with at work, back, you know, it's like so long, you know, 
what you know awesome beach life so you know <laughs> right because as as someone who goes to hotels or travels or does a vacation or or goes to see someone like the, the best way to to experience that is to throw yourself into a completely to live that life for a few days or a few weeks um and then so you are saying goodbye to an experience and like the what could have been like oh man this is uh you know uh, new orleans was great but i'm leaving now you know um yeah. yeah so i think this captures it i thought this version was a pretty good uh kind of captured that that um sadness of it more than some some versions of it so oh definitely a strong one all right let's go to our next track one of yours we get a little bit more in the middle here <laughs> right, i'm interested yeah. to see what connection you make with this one so i thought it was i thought it was going to be too on the nose but so this song is uh by the kinks who were one of my favorite bands uh it's called wicked annabella and it's from their lp uh the kinks are the village green preservation society uh from 1968 and uh the song is about a witch and uh it's you know it's song has been on my radar to use on this show somehow <laughs> i almost i almost used it in the uh it just narrowly got edged out in the uh, halloween uh playlist and so i finally i use it here um great song it's got really just some creepy lyrics and so the the way i kind of uh, I see this again as uh, it reminded me of of four rooms mm-hmm. and uh, my you know my favorite story in there. One of my favorite stories in there was the the first one from uh, from four rooms with the with the witches, the gathering of the witches, and so some of the, some of these lyrics. Okay, so it goes: little children who are good should always go to sleep at night. Cause wicked Annabella is up in the sky, hoping they'll open their eyes. And uh, another verse says, don't go into the woods tonight. Cause underneath the sticks and stones are lots of little demons enslaved by Annabella waiting just to carry you home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's a pretty freaky well, song. Well, one of the things that we've, un- we uncovered with our particular picks about hotels is the occult. Uh, how often the occult is brought into stories about hotels, whether it's the Eagles, Eagles Hotel California or that, that four part anthology or that one specific story anthology in four rooms where it is witches in kind of a more fun, jovial take on that. But still this idea of the occult, uh, and hotels being connected, um, and I get you yeah. know what I I will say this: if I am a witch and I would do some witchy shit, which reminds me of uh, 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 what is that? Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, he said he was a devil and he was here to do some devil shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's a witch. And he's here to do some witchy shit. Um, but if you are going to do some witchy shit, you don't want to do that in your house. You don't want to bring that oh. that darkness in there because let's say you fuck up, you know. If it's just kind of like if you're gonna cook something stinky, 
you don't want to do it in your kitchen. So you go, you go rent a hotel room and then you bring out the Ouija board. Yeah. I always see it as, as, okay. So hotels, people all, you know, they're filled with people, people always coming, always going a lot of these, a lot. And how we were talking about how hotels uh, or, or even older places tend to absorb an energy, you know, um, of the people that stay there. And I think so many people keep coming and going from hotels. Not all of those people are going to be upstanding, righteous citizens. There's going to be some dark people doing dark shit in there. And and so that I, I can't help, but feel like, of course you have to incorporate stuff like that into it. You know, when you're talking about hotels, do you think that if you were going to conjure stuff, right? Some conjure, some evil shit, um, do you think doing it in a hotel because there are so many other people there who are not willing participants in your conjuring, but maybe like if you need a lot of human energy to 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 raise mm. something because there is it's a lot of human souls in one area. I wonder if you can draw on that energy or if there's something in there. There's got to be a reason yeah. that we associate the occult so much with hotels maybe it's just because pop culture it's a cool setting for it but um uh yeah i don't know it, it, it interesting take that's interesting. come up quite a bit in our hotel set which i never really thought about hotels of in that way until we started looking at it through here yeah. uh we're, we're gonna switch from hotels to motels with this next jam here a little little country no Tom Waits on this playlist, by the way. Uh-huh. This is a close. I I I, I listen. I've listened to um, this is Daguayo Motel by Roger Allen Wade. A little off key there. That off key chord is an interesting choice that runs to the beginning of that. <laughs> but uh, uh, Roger Allen Wade, I've listened to his whole catalog. I really love. Uh, I he is. Not a new country musician by any means. He's been around for a while, um, but he's very minimalistic. Um, his early stuff, he's probably most well known for um, If You're Gonna Be Dumb, You Gotta Be Tough. When You Get Knocked Down, You Gotta Get Back Up. That had a huge popularity spike when they put it in that first Jackass movie. Um, <laughs> but a lot of his early stuff is like jokey kind of country, but he has some really deep lyrics in the the songs that are not jokey. And I think that's how a lot of these country artists can be. They can be very folk telly barroom humor, but then that can also easily transfer to these more imagery painted songs, Degueo Motel. Um, and in the song, I like this song. It reminds me of uh, that last graphic novel that we read and, and just uh, the bottom rang rung of hotels or motels in general. Just that that kind of scummy room that you don't want to be in. Uh, but it's just like that last chance. De Guayo, um well, you speak Spanish, but this was, uh, you know, there's a lot of different history to this word. Um but it means kind of like the Mexican army used it at the Alamo. It basically means like cut someone's throat or no surrender, offer them no quarter. It's kind of like, you know, kill them all, you know, type thing. Uh, and so this kind of 
slit their throats, kill them all. Spanish name for this motel, Dagueo Motel, uh, really kind of summarizes the imagery in this song. What did you think about this one? Because you probably you, had you heard this one before? No, I haven't heard the song, and I've never heard of Roger Allen Wade before. And it was interesting. I, I thought his lyrics, like, because yeah, I could tell it it was a little playful, mm-hmm. um, and a little lighthearted, but the song had kind of a serious tone. But the lyrics were a little bit playful. Um, I think the image of him describing the motel pool as Chuck Berry green, green yeah. will never leave me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's one of the things uh, that uh, uh, I pulled up here. Yeah. He describes it as Chuck Berry green. And where is my, uh, uh, Oh, and the, the water pipes rattle like a pinball machine is the next mm-hmm. one. But in some of the live versions he does, and my uh, the water pipes rattle like Mick Jagger's spleen. It's <laughs> good. So yeah, he, he is playful with that, but there is this kind of darkness in the way he sings it. Not maybe a darkness, but uh, 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 almost like a hopelessness, uh, a resignation, if you will. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like when he talks about, uh, he said, no dogs allowed, so I bought me a fish. He lives yeah, by yeah. my bed in a souvenir dish. And you're like, oh, this is perfectly sets up these tiny little decorations. There's all these kind of, he's using colors and imagery to really s- kind of set up this almost broken Americana, right, throughout here. And we, we our last story was set on Route 66, which we're going to talk about here in, in a little bit. And that image perv- uh, permeates uh, uh, a section of hotels, those roadside hotels and motels, mm-hmm. which I think we're both lean towards being more fascinated with than the the larger city hotels is the stories that happen in these kind of seedier or rundown roadside motels. And I think that this is a close one. It was either this or King of the Road. Trailers for sale or rent, rooms for just 50 cents. I was like, well, I want them both on there. But one of the things that you probably found when making a playlist is when you find a song that kind of scratches a certain itch, you you can't put like two of that same. Well, I put this song because it represents this. I can't put another song because it represents the same same thing. So Roger Miller had to go this time. But Roger Miller, you'll be back. I'm going to get you on this playlist. (laughs) yeah it was funny funny that you mentioned that because yeah i I thought the same thing with this next song um so next song is uh route 66 but not just any version of route 66 no no it's depeche mode's version um Yeah, uh, Depeche Mode's version from uh, their their album Music for the Masses, which came out in 1987. So the thing I I like about the song in particular, Route 66, is that it has such a history in in not just like pop music, but like rock and roll. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, it's been covered. I mean, Rolling Stones did a cover, Chuck Berry, uh, we're talking about it before, Nancy Sinatra, uh, The Cramps. And um, this one is a little different, though. Um, 
But anyway, so the song was originally uh, composed in 1946 uh, by Bobby Trope, who was a, an American guitar player, songwriter. And it was first recorded uh, by Nat King Cole Trio in 1946 also. So yeah, that, and and it's just been covered tons and tons of times. But I, I like Depeche Mode's version. It's a, it's a little different. And it's just, it has a different feel than, than it, the traditional covers. Um, Cause yeah, we, one of the things I was going to do is I immediately saw, thought of the Rolling Stones version. Like, Oh, I'm going to put the Rolling Stones on version. Cause it's, it's very quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, it's a cool, that's a, I like that version. I, I believe it's off their first record that England's newest hit makers, but um, but then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I have the kinks on there. <laughs> kinks yeah. and the stones are a little too close. So yeah, I, I chose Depeche Mode's version. I This is a song I hadn't heard uh, coming onto this. And I love Route 66. I have heard many versions of it. I I, I am, I love the, so a couple of years ago, I wrote a play called Mimi's Pump and Pie Cafe at the End of the World. Uh, and the play kind of takes place, and people are like, oh, it's it's in this cafe, um, you know, it's set on this roadside cafe, and people are like, oh, what, what road is on? I'm like, well, it's it, it, it's in Route 66. I'm like, but but where on... I go, no, I go, it's not a real place, it's just by in Route 66, I meant, <clears throat> I mean, like, I want it to, I want it to feel, I want it to be that kind of culture of those roadside stands, those roadside motels, those roadside diners that in, in, inhabit the kind of vibe of the song. And this Depeche Mode, it does kind of bring in this, you know, like an 80s vibe to it. I love the dent, dent, the dent, dent. It's a real, <laughs> it makes, it turns it into a much more cruising song than um, some of the more, uh, swingy or rock and roll versions of it. Uh-huh. This this has a much more air of cool. This has like I'm yeah. gonna go throw my leather jacket and kick down some saloon doors as this song is playing behind me, kind of vibe to it, which I really love. This is a really fun song to cruise around to in the car in this particular version. Yeah, yeah, it, it's cool. Um, well, first I want to comment. I love it when when people. You, you were saying about the play that you wrote and isn't it weird how people want to know the specifics of these things? Yeah. It's like, it's like they can't fill in the blanks for themselves. No, you know, it's, it's like, like well, is, it, is, okay, it Ari- well, is it in Arizona? Uh, <laughs> where along Route 66? Dude, good. I don't know. It's, know, it's not I, yeah, uh, it's it's like, my pretentious answer. It's not on Route 66. It's in Route 66. <laughs> Yeah, like 66 is a state Pick of mind, place. baby. Like, there's yeah, no exactly. return from 86. There's no Route 66 in my fucking, <laughs> my fucking play, bro. It's so, let, let me ask you this, too. So, have you ever thought about uh, uh, doing, like, a cross-country road trip, like, Kerouac style on Route, route 66? On Route 66? I would mm-hmm. like to... to I mean to do the whole to do the whole route that would be a cool whole thing. thing to, 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 I guess you have to. I guess if you're gonna say you've done the route 66, you have to do the whole thing. I would like to do that. I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Locking answer in. Yes, I would like to do yeah, that. Uh, I I think you'd have to have the right car and mm. either the right one company, like one person with you, or solo. 
or a dog, mm. you and your dog. Yeah, because I'm sure there's sure. a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of lodging across Route 66 that allows you to 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 stay with your dog, and that would be cool. Also, yeah. if you don't have a convertible, you have to rent a convertible. Oh, convertible's a must. Dude. You've got to rent oh, yeah. a convertible. You got to have the you got to have the sunglasses, and you got to cruise to this song. Imagine down <laughs> on a dark desert highway, cool wind in your hair, and you're listening to Route 66, and you don't give a care. Um, just going through there, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So it's, it's like a bucket list thing for me. Yeah, I wouldn't do it with my kids. Oh, hell no. Even I wouldn't even do it as like, I'm old and I have a son who's now in his 20s and we're going to take one road trip together. I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of trip. I would like to do something like that if I had a son that age, but not a Route 66 trip. It would it'd just yeah. be like, I'm like, man, you don't know. Get out of here. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, all right, that takes us to our next song. All right, we're getting out of the dust. We're 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 dusting off our lapels for this next song. Spending every dime, and you don't know. All right, so this is a version of "Putting on the Ritz" by Taco. Um. Yep. Putting on the Ritz, Irving Berlin song, I believe like late 1920s, 1927, was it originally created for one of my favorite musicals of all time, which is Top Hat, starring Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. We will get to that at some point on the Pop Bonsai podcast, because I really want Jay mm. to watch that. Um, and it's it's a song I've always really liked. Um, Putting on the Ritz, uh, of course directly deals with hotels is putting on the Ritz, the Ritz Carlton, the fancy hotel, um, which was known for, you know, um, I don't want to say fanciness. That's too much fancy. Just, you know, um, upscale, upscale, thank you. Upscale living. Um, and so it became slang putting on the Ritz meant putting on your best fashion, your best posture, your best attitude, right? You're going to go a risk to the cat, uh, cat no aristocrat style <laughs> right and it, it it's one of the things we hadn't really touched on uh, i think a big hole in our hotel set is the the luxury the elegance of some of these hotels uh, and we forget that hotels aren't just places where people stay but there were a lot of conventions and ballrooms hotel ballrooms are a huge aspect of hotels it's where they make a lot of their money you know whether you're renting it out for a prom or a a reunion or a convention or whatever it is uh it's a place where you'll usually see at the bottom hotel people dressed up they're putting on their best duds and i can't tell you how many times i've been in hotel rooms uh either solo or with uh my friends where we're unpacking our suitcase with our finest duds that we've we put in the suitcase, right? This is my suit. And you're trying to use the, uh, you know, the, the hotel, uh, utilities to like their little tiny irons to iron your Uh, really nice shirt or to get, you know, steaming, uh, in the shower room, uh, your, your jacket, like everyone took a shower, everyone hang up your suit jackets. We're steaming these bad boys off. And (laughs) I, or like slicking your hair, like getting your hair nice in the mirror with like, you know, someone's, whether it's your girlfriend or your wife is behind you and you're, you're getting all dolled up. Uh, I have played this song. It usually goes on. I'm like, 
I'll say, you know, Alexa, play putting on the Ritz as I'm getting um, dolled up, for lack of a better word, to go out to a fancy occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this particular version of putting on the Ritz. Uh, it can be divisive. No, no, no. <laughs> It was, it's one of the first videos I remember seeing on MTV as a, I was 1982. This came out, I was seven years old and I remember being a little bit freaked out by taco. He spooked me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't think I've ever seen the video to this song. I know the cover, the, uh, uh, if you look at the, the, the cover of it, it's, which I think is in his video. He's all like decked out, right? You know, mm -hmm. uh, and I like it. He, he kind of looks like he's uh, a member of who's the somebody told me that you had a boyfriend who looked oh, like the a killers. girl. The killers. <laughs> he looks like he's like the killers before the killers. Yeah, the 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 video. He's got like a more of like a uh, I want to say like Tim Curry vibe, and I'm Ooh. not saying he's like cross dress. He looks yeah, just yeah. like that, but the just the way. He, he moves maniacal and, and uh, un yeah un inhuman almost. Kind, yeah, like just very uh, sinister, suave kind of thing. And it's it's the video's dark, but it's got like some neon in it, and it's just it's a little freaky. Let me I'm, ask you a question. I remember, you know, Do you oh, like this song? Can you can you yeah? Can you find a way to jam out to this song? Oh yeah, uh, this song was weird is, when I was like, oh, this might be a little too weird. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have some weird choice on these playlists. I feel that the older I get, here's, I think my favorite genre of songs, novelty songs. You know, I can I can kind of see that. Like I can see some of the stuff you picked, and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, and it's not. I'm not like stuff. I'm not like oh, let me find the weirdest thing. I just tend to like novelty songs, and I didn't know mm -hmm. that that was like a genre. You know, I didn't know that, like, oh, they're novelty songs. And I also don't like that because I think it belittles the genre. Um, but I love, like, a, I'll jam out to, um, does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? I'm like, this song fucking rocks, you know? Or, like, like, a, like a good surfing bird version. Yeah, surfing bird, fucking love surfing bird. Yeah. I will, I will unironically listen to that in the car and just be like, <laughs> I go, I need some good tunes, Surfing Bird. And people that I, people that I've grown up with, um, they can't stand it. They're like, really? dude, like this isn't a, this isn't real music. I go, it is real music. What's <laughs> like, that? What's yeah, music? they're like, can you listen to some like good stuff? I'm like, this is good stuff. This is like, this is <laughs> this is kid stuff. I'm like, it's not kid stuff. Got some Metallica. It's good bro? stuff. What? But also, I find <laughs> that when you like novelty songs, it oftentimes means that you're liking the off version it's not necessarily on brand for that band's rest of their their material sometimes mm. you know yeah it could be but i think surfing bird fits like i, I know the cramps the have done man. it yeah oh yeah trashman the cramp yeah and i think it very much fits in their it's in their wheelhouse kind of thing okay i think i know why you picked this one listening to the lyrics Oh, that's so great, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, who? yeah. The, who? The next, yeah. The who? The who? Who's substitute? Um, and, okay, so first of all, um, I want to hear why you think I picked it. 
Well, I think we talked maybe on the first episode about how people use hotels. Like when they get to hotels, it's like we're, hey, we're not those people anymore. We're these people now. Like we're kind of substituting our life temporarily for this other lifestyle in this other city oh. or this other place. I'd like to think my my uh, excuse for using this is that deep, but nope. <laughs> the only reason I picked this song is because, A, it's it's one of my favorite Who songs, and this, the uh, version from Live at Leeds, is, is my favorite version. And the reason I picked it is because it reminds me of the uh, Continental Hyatt House, the, the Riot House. Ah, the who it, this came out in 1970 prime hotel trashing time for the mm-hmm. band uh you know that this was features their the classic lineup uh you know johnny Ant whistle uh, keith moon roger daltrey pete townsend and uh yeah this just for me it encapsulates that whole vibe of of the hyatt house at its at the time when we when the legends were were born you know that's funny. That's 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 funny. I I have a song on here that we haven't got to yet. That is my Hyatt House song as well, because uh, <laughs> I didn't want to leave that off that part of the conversation off. And there are a couple of ones that that hit that right. It does. Yeah, you're right. It, it it is an authentic piece of music that represents the kind of music that those wild party people were were doing in that time that time era. Right. They were certainly oh, who yeah. were certainly trashing some hotel rooms. Who's responsible for this damage? I don't know. (laughs) Who is responsible for this damage? I don't know. (laughs) It's a little Lavin Costello there. (laughs) Who's on first? (laughs) Who did this? I know who did this. We're going to pay for it. They're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it? (laughs) Who's going to pay for it? (laughs) Okay. Uh, That brings us to... um, uh, Bring it down a little bit. Room 29. Where the germs come from. Okay, so there is a hook to this we won't we won't get to. Um but we're talking about there it is. I want I I realize now, so of course, this is uh, not of course, I don't think too many people know the song Room 29. uh, This is a Chili Gonzalez and Jarvis Cocker uh, song from a concept album, which you could really pick any song on this concept album uh, to represent hotels because the whole concept album is about hotels. It's got this as if all these hotel references, uh, this vibe to it. and I know that you're a big Pulp fan. Oh, dude, they're one of my favorite bands. Yeah, yeah, I think they are my favorite of that genre. I like them better than Oasis. You know, I like them better than Blur. Uh, oh, uh, the things that come out of there. Uh, there's, I think, there's certainly at least outside of the UK, the, the the most underrated of those those groups. I know in the UK, they're pretty still pretty celebrated. Jarvis Cocker, especially as a talented and creative musician. Um, but room 29 here, I mean, this was my first pick when we said we're going to do hotel, uh, playlist. I was like, oh, done. First of all, I thought it was gonna be easy. Cause I'm like, oh, one in the bank room 29. It just, it, it captures so many things that we've talked about. One, the vibe is this, uh, 
this loneliness pervades this this whole song. This questioning, this uh, uh, also there is this excess that is through it. There's a sense of partying that's through this. I'm, I'll read through a, a couple of lyrics. Maybe some of these uh, stood out to you as well. Um, I, I'll do it my best, Jarvis Cocker voice. <laughs> I read an actress used to party in this place and do drugs off the piano. If I lick, will it still taste? A lifetime of speculating leaves you impotent, unable to join in without a frame of reference, watching the playback after the event. That, to me, that line, a lifetime of speculating leaves you impotent, unable to join in without a frame of reference. Man, who hasn't been there? Who hasn't felt that before? Mm-hmm. That you're just observing things and not partaking in them. And I feel a hotel really amp- can really amplify that feeling of, of spectating and, and not interacting. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, was, I thought the... the, the lyric uh what what was it i can't i don't remember i don't want to sing the tunes i don't i don't no. want to butcher but where you said what's there's nothing sadder than a hotel yeah. that's ever been fucked in. yeah that's <laughs> well i think even leading up to that it goes a comfortable venue for a nervous breakdown a front row seat for a psychic shakedown i just had to laugh got so screwed up is there anything sadder than a hotel room that hasn't been fucked in right <laughs> Uh, I love that idea of a comfortable venue for a nervous breakdown, a front row seat for a psychic shakedown. I think that that's a beautiful way to describe a hotel, a comfortable venue for a nervous breakdown. I mean, how many times in pop culture? I mean, think of The Shining, for Christ's sake. A comfortable venue Uh, for a a nervous breakdown. The Overlook Um, Hotel. The Overlook Hotel, uh, which could have easily... Again, another example of the occult being brought into the hotel world um, Mm -hmm. in in a major pop culture way, uh, both in print and in um, the big screen. Uh, But just uh, this whole album, uh, but in particular Room 29, it also has a a, a real Wes Anderson vibe to it. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like like it it could be like in like... uh, uh yeah a wes anderson movie yeah i could see yeah. uh what's her name uh gwyneth paltrow smoking cigarettes with <laughs> eyeliner as the song plays behind that so, sounds like it could be a lyric from the song i could see gwyneth paltrow in eyeliner smoking a cigarette to the song <laughs> <laughs> this whole album um first of all kudos to you for bringing this in here because I thought you, as, I was like, I thought we were going to uh, be fighting over this one. Because uh, I, was, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm like, he's going to put this for sure. <laughs> or at least one of the albums, songs from this album. Oh, no. One of the songs from this album. I've, uh, okay, so I've listened to Pulp. I've listened to the, the couple of uh, Jarvis Cocker solo records. I didn't know this song even, ex- this record even existed. Oh, nice, nice. And I looked at this. I'm like, what the heck is this? And and so, yeah. So immediately, I, I I had to look into it. And so, from what I understand, the whole record is kind of like a, a concept album about another infamous hotel in in Los Angeles called the Chateau Marmont. And um, from from what I re- from what I remember, um, he actually wrote the album, or at least he wrote the song staying in room 29 um 
at the Chateau Marmont because there's actually a grand piano in room 29. So oh. he, he wrote it on on that. So he's just literally like talking um, into a tape recorder and just like describing what's around him. Oh, is yeah. anyone fucked yeah. on that piano? Doing drugs <laughs> off it. I'd like to lick it. <laughs> it, it also, Jarvis Cocker on this album sounds like Ringo Starr. He's got that, that same kind of accent. It would be like if Ringo Starr wrote an album about hotels. Like, oh, I went down the lobby and there was an octopus in the fish tank. <laughs> I wonder if it has its own garden. <laughs> but, yeah, and... So Chili Gonzalez is a, he's a piano player. He's a, a Grammy award winning piano player. Uh, he won great name. Uh, in, yeah. In, in 2013 for playing on a, a Daft Punk album. And the, the awesome thing is that, so Jarvis Cocker and Chili Gonzalez performed this entire album in 2017. I don't remember what venue it was in the UK in England, but like, dude, if I had the money, I would fly and, See and have wanted to see this. Oh, wouldn't it be awesome? That's how. Oh, dude! Can you imagine the people it, in the audience, like what kind of weirdos would be in that audience? Bunch of pretentious. Yeah. Oh <laughs> god, it would be. It would not be good. It would be all oh, all the wrong people on all the wrong drugs. Not the good mm. drugs. The drugs that are make you like do some sh- shady shit. Hmm. So yeah, great pick, man. Yeah. I, I check out if you haven't. It. If you guys haven't checked out that album, check out. Or if you like that song, there's a whole album that that feels very much like in that that vibe. Mm, All right, yeah. moving on to our next track. Oh, speaking of one great choice, another great choice. Freak magnet, I'm a freak magnet, I'm a freak magnet. So. All right, you uh, get the award for working violent femmes in first. I was I kept trying to find a way to work them in. Uh, go ahead. So yeah, violent femmes. So talk about an underrated band. I mean, I know everybody has you know everybody who listens to to music that's just slightly under the surface probably has the first novelty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, however. Uh, Violent Femmes' second album, Hallowed Ground, the third album, uh, Blind Leading the Blind, um, even up to like some of their stuff in the 90s, like uh, uh, Why Do Birds Sing? And this album actually came out in 2000 uh, called Freak Magnets, their eighth studio album. Um, they're, they're worth checking out, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they're all, they're, some of it's, it's dark. It's, you know, you listen to them and on the surface, it sounds kind of funny and weird but it's got some you know, dark people getting raped or some sli- like yeah. not not pc lyrics oh yeah i yeah. like black girls i also much more than white girls you know you're like you're like okay <laughs> uh and uh but uh, i you put the song on here and i responded to immediately i was like i love violent femmes and i said i told you i said if i was going to be in a band i'd want to be in a band like the violent femmes like I, uh-huh. I, I'd want, I want just their amount of popularity. I'd want their style. I'd want to like play the type of venues they play. I want to talk about some of the kind of things that they talk about, minus some of the less controversial things, because their songs are just so damn catchy at, on the surface. But then yeah. when you look into them, it really is poetry underneath it, uh, and yeah. it's so punk rock underneath it as well. 
It's punk rock. It's poetry. It's poppy. It's 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 like if Paul McCartney couldn't harmonize and uh, got together with a bunch of shitty musicians and started writing songs. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I can and, see and that. It's fantastic. But talk about uh, I I feel like it. If you listen to our previous three conversations, Freak Magnet is an, is a no brainer connection. But go ahead and make yeah. it for us, Jay. Freak Magnet, I just um, pretty much attributed to a hotel, a motel, uh, as being a, a freak magnet. Yeah. Um, and you know what you were saying before about the Violent Femmes. I saw them here in Tempe, Arizona, and it was like a, in a courtyard oh, on Mill Avenue. Okay. Okay. No, um, this was like in the like early mid nineties, okay. and it was it it was just it wasn't even that formal. There weren't any seats. Everybody was just kind of standing around, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Those three dudes are so energetic, and I mean, like the drummer had like the the snare drum. Um, like strapped on his around his neck and he'd like just jump around hitting that thing you know like just it, it was it was a wild ass that show. sounds like that, would, that would, i would be so dope to go to that i never seen them i never saw them live um what's your what's one of your favorite um violent femmes tracks um this is a good one so this is up there for me but yeah one of my f- for my okay, one of my favorite albums of theirs is Why Do Birds Sing? And um one of my favorite songs is probably um Out the Window. Just because uh I have to hear it. Like go out the window, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. go out, out the, the window. window. Yeah, basically talking about like um the dude that gets caught in his girlfriend's bedroom and has to like jump out the window window. and her parents yeah (laughs) and he kind of uses it as a metaphor you know for for a lot of other things but um yeah i mean gosh there's oh man there's there's a lot to pick um i think one of my more popular ones i really like is american music when that comes when 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 the drums come in and it's also they're not worried about he's changing his pitch nobody wants to go to the prom with me baby yeah it just it feels like it's just coming out like just silly just kind of I love it alright this is my Hyatt my Hyatt house riot house song Amsterdam Hotel Room by Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers. Not on me. Oh man! So this one I like. I like the the sound of this. I've only heard a couple of tracks from this this group. Uh, I don't know much about their history, but um, I like their their sound. They're kind of of that early, you know, that early two thousands stripes and not and um you know kind of that i don't know how you describe that sound you probably have a better um it's kind of like early aughts indie kind of sound uh-huh. uh but um i st- been to amsterdam and 
had some Amsterdam hotel room stories uh, where they were abusing, <laughs> like staying in these tiniest ho- hotel rooms. When you go to Amsterdam, you get into some shit. Uh, and there's this sense of your hotel room is supposed to be this like safe place. You're like I just need listen, dude. I just, dude. I need. I need to get back to the hotel just for like a few hours. I just need to like. I got like I. I got you off the street. <laughs> I gotta get off the street, dude. <laughs> I gotta get back. I gotta hide out in the hotel room for a little bit. I just gotta re-energize. I gotta take a shower, dude. Uh, and then I'll be. I'll, I'll be ready to go. Right. I just gotta like. Shit, I'm freaking out a little bit, dude. <laughs> so uh, I thought this they ca- they captured the kind of in the sound and also kind of like the I'm freaking out here, man. This hotel uh, partying. Uh, what's going on? That's it's a cool song, and yeah, I I def it definitely has the same vibe as uh, like like whites like it's real angsty like indie rock yeah you know and and it's good i've never heard this record either i mean lord jane grace being uh uh former front person of uh, against me um i didn't know that and yeah yeah she was she used to be the singer for against me and which again was awesome band awesome punk band um but i listened to some of these other songs on here and first of all that's very good record but i like yeah. the one the towards the uh, I believe it's towards the end called I hate Chicago, and she goes she goes on and on about why she hates Chicago so much. It's so great. I don't even remember like the lyrics specifically, but I just remember laughing going, "This <laughs> takes a lot to I hate especially Chicago. this day and age. Yeah. You know, to to sit there and say you hate anything. Everybody always poo poos you and goes, yeah." Oh, you know why you hate her? Why do yeah. you hate so much? You hating it, man? It's a great town. Like, don't don't hate things. <laughs> Speaking of Chicago, but, yeah. move move from Chicago to Los Angeles. <laughs> it's going down. Let's get a little head here. So good. No, it ain't my style. Okay, what do we got here, Jay? This is uh, Distillers, uh, City of Angels, from their album uh, Sing Sing Death House, uh, which came out on Hellcat Records in 2002. And I am a huge Brody Dally fan. Mm -hmm. I think she's awesome. And um, her voice is just, it sounds like, like, uh, you know, like she gargled glass. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know? Uh, There's like a lot of vocal fry in, in her in her in her uh, oh. vocals. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It it reminds you a lot of like Joan Jett. It's got like the same like just toughness as like now, Joan Jett. One of my favorite songwriters, Tim Armstrong, wrote some stuff for the Distillers. Right, he used to write a lot of the, some for their, some of their songs. Did he write? This yeah, one? yeah. I don't know if he wrote this one, but it sounds it like feels it. like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, that feels, like, he a, used it feels to be, like a rancid song. Or yeah, like he Tim used to be with her. Yeah. Um, and then she, after she left him, she, I believe she's still married to Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Hmm. Um, but so this song kind of came about in, in a roundabout way. Um, so I was listening to a, a podcast, an awesome podcast called uh, uh, Hotel, or not Hotel Club, <laughs> Album Club, the, the Album Club. And they talk about different records in, in just a whole episode. They do one record at a time per episode. 
And one of the guys, they're, they're talking about uh, Welcome to the Jungle. And one of the guys said that uh, he thought Welcome to the Jungle sounded very Hotel California. And I kind of started thinking about, huh, interesting. I've never put those two together. And then I started thinking about, well, what songs remind me of Welcome to the Jungle? And this song popped into my head. Yeah. City of Angels. Because it, it has a very kind of a, a dystopian look on L.A. Right. Yeah. On the yeah. Whole Hollywood, you know. Sunset Strip scene. Dream, yeah. Yeah. Just dream Street killer. Culture. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. And so it, it this is my kind of like my ode to Hotel California. Oh, nice. That's interesting. That's interesting how it goes from that to Guns N' Roses, uh, even L.A. Guns kind of sound uh, in there. And then bringing in the distillers, having that kind of street sound kind of brings us back to that Sunset Strip, Riot House thing, Whiskey Row. Like this is. Yeah, I like that. I like that connection on there. Yeah. All right. We're getting down to the bottom. This is my last pick. Love that opening sound. I know. Oh man, I love how the guitar just traces his lyrics. It just comes in and punctuates the uh, phrasing of it. Lonely is the night. <laughs> Of course, this is Billy Squire's Lonely is the Night. Um, Not a huge Billy Squire fan. Certainly respect him as a musician. Um, But this song, to me, um, really encompassed a lot of that high house talk and also just that kind of uh, how hotels we've talked about a lot are these lonely places that... But at the same time, it's lo- it's it's lonely turned up to eleven, right? Not in the not always in its most depressive state, but it's like, hey, we're a hotel is we're all alone here. Let's just kind of celebrate this, right? So you know, lonely is a night when you find yourself alone. Your demons come to light, and your mind is not your own. When there's no one left to call, you feel the time is right. Say the writings on the wall, right? It's high time to fight. When the walls are closing in, call it what you like. The time. This time you got to win, right? So this sense of, of all right, I'm lonely, but what am I going to do with this? Let's let's turn this into something. Let's it, it's going to be a cry. It, it's going to be a battle cry um, as opposed mm. to a defeat. Uh, you know, lonely is a night, right? Where the demons come alive. Kind of reminds me of that. Ho- you know, in that Hotel California song where he goes in there, and um, to me, this is a protagonist who is like, bring it on, Hotel California. Like, I'm not trapped here. Like, you want me, if you trap me here, like, I'll make the best of it, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna rage against this. Like, I'm, I'm going to um, blend into your siren call uh, of loneliness. I'm, go- I'm going to accept it, and it will be a battle cry on there. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, Billy Squire... It's a very, this song in particular, very good song to uh, air guitar. Yeah, 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 yeah. It should be on like rock band if it's not. This would be a good rock band song. (laughs) Definitely. All right, that takes us to another rock and roll song for our last track. Look at these 
<laughs> Hat goes backwards. So, yeah, this... It's hard to talk this, over a motorhead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is, uh, like Travis just mentioned, it's Motorhead, a uh, song called In the Name of Tragedy from their record Inferno. Uh, came out in 2004. And this one is a kind of a twofer for me. I chose it for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, so if you if you heard our uh, conversation about uh, a couple episodes ago about the uh, Continental Hyatt House. Um, the Continental Lenny... Hyatt House on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Under the name Harry Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> um lemmy actually wrote the song motorhead which he later d- called his band motorhead while he was on tour with a Hawkwind, and he stayed mm-hmm. at the Continental hide house and so that's kind of i kind of associated that however this song in particular in the name of tragedy the lyrics talk about um uh being caught in the traps of stardom and, and, and people that have kind of lost their direction, the direction in their arts and their way of life. And why are they even doing the things they're doing anymore? You know, um, you kind of have to take a step back and, and wonder, you know, wait, so what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Am I just doing this to, you know, just, make more money what's the purpose of my art kind of thing you know that that's kind of like the the gist of the song um so yeah what did you think are you a motorhead fan at all uh, not a huge motorhead fan i like motorhead i just don't know much about too much about them funny thing is about three weeks ago before you even put this on the list i had just watched that lemmy documentary that you can find on youtube it's like an hour and a half where they follow lemmy around the latter part, part of life. it's just called lemmy um and uh it's just like Lemmy doesn't give a fuck, dude. Lemmy is like he doesn't live. He's not pretentious at all. Like his place is a wreck, right? Uh, he just kind of uh, found his estranged. Not I guess it wasn't estranged, but his son that he wasn't really a part of growing up, and they are just kind of hanging out in this dock together. And he's you know David Grohl's in there, and a bunch of other musicians are in there. Um, and oh god, who's the other actor he's talking to? Uh, is it Ray Liotta? No, no, it's uh, Billy Bob Thornton's in there and he's having a conversation with uh, uh-huh. uh, Lemmy and people get around Lemmy, man, and they just, like, people worship Lemmy. Like, he's so well-respected. What a bass mm-hmm. player, too. Um, and so when I listen to Motorhead, you know, it's like things like, born to raise hell, born to raise hell. You know, there's, it's very much... I haven't looked into them deep enough, so I'm like, oh, that's definitely Motorhead. That's a Motorhead song. Um, And I know they're respected for kind of laying the roots for what becomes that kind of metal sound, driving sound in there. But as far as... uh, I don't think I've listened to a a Motorhead album from front to back. Yeah, a a lot of power in Motorhead songs. Um, but that's awesome. I, I have to check out that that documentary. I didn't know that was on YouTube. I, I definitely yeah. He that's that. where I, I think we were talking last week, where I, I was talking about how he thinks that Little Richard is the best singer in rock and roll. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Little Little Richard set coming soon. 
Hey, baby. Hey, how you doing, darling? Come here. Oh, you look good. That's like a. That's like a. Uh, oh, it's not, that's not a uh, little Richard. That's Jerry Lewis. Oh, baby, you look good. <laughs> I'd like to hear someone do a Jerry Lee Lewis talking to little Richard conversation. How you doing, baby? Oh, you look good, <laughs> little Richard. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> little Richard, there wasn't a, a Little Richard portrayal in Great Balls of Fire, was there? I don't think oh, there was. Oh gosh, it's been so long since I've seen. Um, there should have been. There was. There might have been one in Walk the Line. Not uh, uh, Walk the Line, maybe. I've seen a couple. I yeah, of, I don't know. I'm not sure. Any, there wasn't in Mamba for sure. Yeah. Anyways, guys, wow, that's it's time. Time to check out Jay. I mean, we it's had our fun. To... It was a nice vacation in the world of hotels. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Jay. It was kind of creepy at times. I got freaked out a little bit. I know. I could tell you got freaked out by Demon Baby a little uh, bit. Demon, Demon Baby? Uh, I was, uh, I, I, I found it uh, nostalgic. Uh, I, got, I, I, I got to think a lot about my past hotel experiences and try to make connections with those. Uh, try to really kind of... F- figure out why i like hotels a little bit actually i walked away i'm walking away with i always loved hotels it's kind of like a joyful place for me but now i'm I'm kind of scared of hotels (laughs) (laughs) i think i think this might have had the opposite effect on me i think this might have uh uh, instilled the habitual fear in hotels are you gonna start bringing your black light i'm gonna have the airbnb shit from now on Maybe so. What did you take away from our conversation on hotels over these fast four episodes, Jay? Uh, I kind of had the opposite feeling. I kind of, I knew I, I liked hotels, but I kind of came away with a better understanding on why I do mm-hmm. and, and how it's not that weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To, to like staying at hotels. Cause there's, cause there's so much, there, it, Hotels basically amplify whatever you bring into them, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like they say in that graphic novel hotel. They're like, hey, listen, you might want to back out of this hotel. This hotel has the tendency to amplify whatever feelings the person's bringing into it, uh, whether it be lust or revenge or whatever it is. Um, And I feel that that is one of the things we kind of discovered here is that it does... It just kind of takes, if you're lonely, it amplifies that. If you're on vacation, it amplifies that. It becomes more fantastical. Uh, you know, if, if you're there for romance, like in a love motel, it amplifies that. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was just at a hotel, stayed at a hotel like Thanksgiving of last year, stayed at a hotel maybe just a couple months prior to that. Some family was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, came in and, and they stayed in Chandler, which is maybe like 45 minutes away. And they're like, oh yeah, we have an extra room. You guys want to stay in there? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Even though it was only like 45 minutes from my house, um, you know, still enjoyable. Yeah. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that ends our hotel set. But never fear, because we are already on to our next set that Jay and I have planned, which we're calling for right now, the 8-bit arcade set. The 8-bit yeah. arcade set. And what Jay and I are going to be doing is we're going to be taking a look at the world of gaming culture. Of gaming culture. Now, 
uh, some of the other choices we have are a little bit more with retro gaming, but I, I'll be interested to see where this conversation takes place. I think, well, we'll save that for next. Next, I, I got some opening salvos I'll save for our first set. <laughs> um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this podcast, you can find our previous podcasts on iTunes, on Google uh podcasts on spotify you can go to our website and see our archive you can go to our website and click on the playlist tab and find other playlists we did a play playlist of our favorite bowie songs we did a playlist of help me out here jay halloween songs, halloween christmas christmas yeah and now we got the hotel set song so uh check that out uh you can find us on instagram where can they what's our handle on instagram jay uh it's pop bonsai podcast yeah, you can get a hold of us there. And if we don't see you on the social medias, we'll see you on our next set. Bye. Banzai!